As Jack let himself in the front door, the house felt empty. Gianna? No answer came. His wife's absence was not completely unexpected. She stayed on top of shopping and errands and every loose end while the kids were in school, so she could be in the house when they came home. Gianna had been the same way when she worked as a paralegal, always anticipating the next step and finding order and logic where no one else did. Any attorney she was assigned to was lucky to have her. If Gianna were an employee, Jack could assign her to dig through the files in his office and be confident she would come up with something that would help build his business. As his wife, though, she would tell him he was wasting his time. So he flipped through the files on his own, pausing to read carefully if something out of the ordinary grabbed his attention. Quinn's disappearance two nights ago gave Jack a new trail to trace. When he figured out where Quinn had gone, Sylvia Alexander would be in his debt. Jack was in the kitchen smearing mustard on two slices of dark rye bread when his wife and youngest daughter burst through the back door. Brooke was in tears, and Gianna's patience teetered. Her jaw was clamped shut in that way that meant one more wrong comment would break the dam. Fresh sobs smashed over Brooke's face as she ran from the room. Jack abandoned his sandwich in the making and looked at Gianna. Did something happen at school? She never made it to school. Gianna shirked out of her jacket and tossed it over the back of a chair. This morning, I asked her to take Roxy out to do her business one last time and she let her off the leash. So the puppy is lost, and she ran in front of a car, which terrified Brooke. I heard the squeal of brakes myself. Apparently, Roxy kept running, and Brooke lost sight of her. We've been looking all morning. I'm glad you're home. It's your turn to do something now, Jack. Jack wasn't sure what Gianna wanted him to do. Comfort Brooke? Promise another puppy? He resumed working on his sandwich, laying deli turkey on one slice of bread and positioning the other on top before picking it up. I'll talk to her, he said. Then I have something on my schedule. I have to meet someone. Call whoever it is and reschedule. Gianna opened the fridge, stared for a few seconds, and closed the door without removing anything. Your daughter needs you. Now is not the time to ignore her. Jack bit into his sandwich. It was just a puppy. They'd only had her a few weeks, and he was sure they could get another one. I'm serious, Jack. Gianna fixed her eyes on his. Brooke needs you, and I need you to take a shift looking for the dog. She'll be hysterical if you don't. Fine. Jack would take Brooke out looking for a few minutes, talk some sense into her, and get his day back on track. He carried his sandwich as he left the kitchen. Brooke was curled tightly on the couch, gripping the dog's leash and wiping tears. Come on, Jack said. We'll go look a little longer. We have to look until we find Roxy, Brooke sat up. Even if something really bad happened to her, I want to know. Jack chewed. Do you want something to eat first? No, every minute counts. Jack swallowed. Then let's go. He crammed the rest of the sandwich into his mouth. Where will we go? He had no thought. 
Where do you think we should go? Which way did Roxy go? She runs so fast. Brooke zipped her purple fleece-lined hoodie. She must have thought it was a game. She probably saw a bird or a squirrel. They stepped outside the front door. Maybe she'll come back. Brooke's voice trembled with hope. Dogs do that sometimes, don't they? Sometimes. A gray-haired woman power-walked toward them on the sidewalk. Did you find your dog, Brooke? No, Mrs. Winters, not yet. I hope she turns up. Mrs. Winters charged on down her route. How do you know that lady? Jack asked. She lives three doors over from us, Dad. She goes for a walk every day after breakfast and again after lunch. Jack had hoped Brooke would not pick up that mannerism from Gianna, the tone that said, you should know this. Brooke cupped her hands around her mouth. Roxy, Roxy, come here, girl. Jack scanned the view and saw no sign of the Airedale. We have to look in everybody's yards. Brooke started to march up a driveway. Whoa, Jack pulled her back with a hand on her shoulder. That's trespassing. I just want to find my dog, Dad. I know. Let's knock on doors, and if someone is home, we'll ask permission to look around. And if no one's home? Jack hesitated. Brooke's eyes pleaded with him to be a father, not an attorney. Then we'll look really fast. Thirty minutes, he thought. Then she'll have to face facts.